boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who gives us new life, and he's doing a new thing for us. You always doing it. God is doing a new thing. You always doing it. God is doing a new thing. You always doing it. Who's doing it? God is doing a new thing. You always doing it. Yo, who's doing it? God is doing a new thing. My God is doing a brand new thing. When since time began, he remains the same. Faithful, I read it to his word and silent. I go to stone I start. I look down through the ages and you will find. God doesn't change, but he knows the time. From harp, piano, to song, to rap, you know. God's with us, so I cannot lack it. So God is doing a new thing in our lives, Lord. We're doing a new thing through Jesus Christ. Doing a new thing through our music. We're doing a new thing so he can use it. God choosing this music out will come in strong. My good Clancy's y'all singing this song to make a thing talk about the way that you live and that you know Christ is the one who will give peace in your heart. A new start. Call on the Lord and he'll do his part. A brand new thing to your raggedy walk. He might just match it up to that big old talk. God is doing a new thing. We're doing a new thing through Jesus Christ. God is doing a new thing through our music. We're doing a new thing so he can use it. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit me. You know, he's doing it. Who's doing it? God is doing a new thing. You know, he's doing it. Yo, who's doing it? God is doing a new thing. You know, he's doing it. God is doing a new thing. You know, he's doing it. Do it, do it, do it. God is doing a new thing. Like an MC, I'm here to boast. I rap about Christ, yo, he is a dope. So loud and proud of the God I serve. Try to take you with a hook. You got nerve. Christ is the reason for Michael Clancy's. He's a focus of a daily walk, y'all. Without him, he ain't not my name. But through God, we're doing brand new things. God is doing a new thing in our lives. So we're doing a new thing through Jesus Christ. God is doing a new thing through our music. We're doing a new thing so he can use it. Would you describe yourself as a Jesus freak? No, I'm a lot of things, but unfortunately not that. <laughs> and even attending Christian school, uh, there was never any time where I was that level of, of dedication to call myself that. Um, when you hear the words Jesus freak, what do you envision? I picture when I say those, those people, um, the ones who love like enthusiastic services with music and worship and they have their, they always have their eyes closed and they have one of their hands raised and they're just like they're just like tripping on god they are just living it they definitely wear their faith on their sleeve right like absolutely they hold their flame up high yes they're they're proud of it right there's a reason why i wanted to talk about dc talk and toby mac today so let me tell you don't know anything about this so we're gonna get into it on our Chris Rice cartoon song episode, 
a friend of mine who I hadn't talked to in a few years found our podcast, I think through Instagram, messaged me and he said, I listened to your, your podcast. I have some thoughts. And I hadn't talked to him in a couple of years. And he, he tells me, you know, uh, why, why were you talking about DC Talk at the beginning? Which, first off, I want to say, I don't know why the fuck I was talking about DC Talk at the beginning. It's like, of that, have you heard? Have you heard this podcast? Like, we talk about um, some very Paul Rudd came up in the last one, so you know what. So, secondly, he said I contradicted myself when talking about Toby Mac and DC Talk. What? And, you never do that. And I was like, no, no, I didn't. And I listened to it. I totally did. I said that DC Talk, that Toby Mac recognized early on that you have to make music videos like the secular musicians to appeal to a wider base. And then I said that Toby Mac was really about bringing rap to Christians and not Christianity to rap fans. Mm -hmm. And on the surface, that seems like they contradict each other. However, I do want to to clarify right at the beginning that when I said that, I was high. And I'm pretty (laughs) sure what I was saying (laughs) to the one person that has a problem with this, I'm pretty sure what I was saying is that the kind of people that Toby Mac wanted to reach were like the Christian kids who would normally listen to secular music who Mm -hmm. weren't interested in contemporary Christian music at the time. Getting it past their radar that it's like, oh, this is actually more meaningful. Right. And the way that you do that is you get as close to the real thing as Mm -hmm. possible. We we just watched a few music videos. I just had you watch Jesus Freak, which is the one that we really want to talk about today. But I do want to get into Toby Mac's career a little bit so I can explain to you this weird tightrope that Toby Mac has walked, this mythos that he's created around himself. And it's really interesting because as we as you were watching the videos, you kept saying things that I was like, I, I don't want to talk about this until the recording. Let's give a brief like introduction to DC Talk and specifically Toby Mac, because even though this is the DC Talk video, we're going to really talk about Toby Mac today. Toby Mac went to Liberty University where he met Michael Tate oh, and then Liberty. later met Kevin Mac, Christian University, the, the Christian University. Right? Yeah. I feel like when you hear about Christian musicians, a lot of them either met at Liberty or met at Oral Roberts. <laughs> Don't hear a lot of uh, Christian music fans coming out of Bob Jones University or Christian music singers. But the reason why is because they don't even allow Christian contemporary Christian music to be played in their dorms. So like within the Christian world, contemporary Christian music is either embraced or it's rejected outright. It's it's too worldly. It's too mainstream. Jesus Freak, and uh, we can you can cut in some audio. The group started at, at Liberty. People would either love it or they'd hate it. At the time, Toby Mac was DC Talk. That was his rap name. You don't have any idea how, ma- how many articles that I read, like interviews that I read, where Toby Mac would start by saying, this is a, a, something that, that people don't know, but like I was actually DC Talk. I'm pretty sure anybody who's ever read an interview that you've given knows uh... that you're DC Talk. Because like when he first went solo, that was something he wanted to talk about a whole lot you know i was i was really like the, the the star they they saw kevin max the other guy in dc talk performing a part of a, a different band on campus 
they were like, uh, we like you. You're good. The rest of your band, not so good. You want to join us? And... They were DC Talk and the One Way Crew. The name just means District of Columbia Talk. There's there's no clever thing about it. But once got signed to Forefront, their their first label, the label changed it to mean Decent Christian Talk. And that's how they wanted to describe it as, a, as opposed to rap, is that what Toby mm-hmm. Mac and the boys were doing was Decent Christian Talk. I think yeah, it's decent, you know? Like, that's how you would describe, like, not your favorite breakfast joint, but, like, you yeah. know, your third or fourth favorite breakfast place. <laughs> it's not my favorite, um, but, you know. Their their second album, you definitely heard a song off of Marissa because it's the, the album's New Thang. The song you've heard is New Thang. There is a an infamous video that I saw years ago of a child on like it's like a public Christian broadcasting show and mm-hmm. this kid is rapping the song New Thing by DC Talk. He feel he feels that song. The reason why I wanted you to watch Jesus Free, I think it in, it encompasses how they were trying to portray themselves to the world. This video played on Trinity Broadcasting Network and the way that TBN would kind of like market it is, is it's too controversial for MTV. MTV won't play Jesus Freak because it's too controversial. What's funny is that Just Between You and Me is another song from that album. And that video, which is DC Talk's only mainstream charted hit, actually did play on MTV. That music video, not controversial because Just Between You and Me doesn't mention God. It's about confession. It's it's a really boring song. It, it it features Michael Tate pretty heavily. As you were watching this, I kind of told you Michael Tate's voice is is kind of boring to me. He has he's a nice singing voice. He has no stage presence. Michael Tate, for the listeners out there, is now the lead singer of the Newsboys. So Toby Mac's career now. You listen to a song called Showstopper. I'm all over the place. That came that came out ten years ago. It's a Toby Mac. You watch the video. You listen to the song. If you didn't know that was Toby Mac, would you think that was a Christian singer? Because I mean, he mentioned, he doesn't mention Jesus or God at all. Right? No, like, I mean, it's, like, it seemed very generic. Like it seemed like something that would play on like mellow hits of today. They're non-offensive, but they're not really notable. Showstopper was, it has been in a lot of like movie trailers for secular movies. Yeah. Oh, no. And it gets played for like wrestler entrance music. Uh, the WWE Fatal 4-Way theme song one year. A lot of Toby Mac songs get played in the professional wrestling space. That's a secular space that Toby Mac has very successfully entered. I think you can hear it when you listen to that song, though, The Showstopper. It is meant to be a song that plays before, like, sporting events or to, like, hype up sporting events. There's another song that you've heard at least part of, which is Yours uh, by Toby Mac. And I know you've heard it because we put it a mashup of it and a Reliant K song. Yes, okay. <laughs> At the beginning, yours was was Sting, the, the wrestler Sting's entrance song for a while. A lot of red state people <laughs> are both Christian music fans and wrestling fans. And so Toby Mac can enter those spaces. The, the, the secular fans don't necessarily know they're even listening to a Toby Mac song. Fans of Toby Mac, the Christian fans, they love it, right? Yeah. So, like, the reason why I bring it up is because the kind of legacy that Toby Mac has created with his solo career is that he is the Christian author, uh, artist that <laughs> is sacrificing everything for his faith and for his fans. That he could be 
I don't know. I don't know about sacrificing success. everything. He seems still like he's pretty successful, but, but you mean like sacrificing not for, being for part sure. of the mainstream or whatever? That that he could make more money, significantly more money than he does as a mainstream artist. That he could have more fr- fame, more awards, more accolades. But that is definitely the narrative that Toby Mac has crafted. So Toby Mac. When, when he was uh, playing concerts before COVID and everything, his shows, like tickets to his shows would be like $150, $200 for the cheap What? That's a, he, he can do that because he is the guy, like he's the biggest Christian artist, just about. You can make some arguments, but he's definitely the guy that's, that's there the most. As a featured artist, everybody wants him on, on their track, right? Because he, does, he sold over 10 million records. When it, in the late 90s, when this big exodus of Christian groups to mainstream media happened. Mm-hmm. Toby Mac was part of DC Talk at their like heyday, and he was the face of DC Talk, and he didn't go. And he, so like he he didn't go mainstream, and all these other uh, acts went mainstream, and some of them went on to be okay, right? Like moderately mainstream, you know, successful. But a lot of them yeah. didn't, right? A lot of them, like Jars of Clay, had a, had a couple of like lower forty hits, and then they tried to come crawling back to the Christian music, music space and that fan base said no. Well, we talked about like Reliant K. Reliant K is a, a group that is a Christian rock group, labeled a Christian rock group. You could, they definitely have like a mainstream vibe. That's not true of a lot of Toby Mac's more recent music. Like Showstopper, I mean, if anything, has an almost antithetical message to Christianity. It's, a, it's like, I show up and the show stops. <laughs> He, he well even in the song if you look at the lyrics he talks he calls the showstopper the jesus freak which is mm-hmm. what he refers to himself and when you when you watched the music video to irene you noted right away that he's singing from the perspective of god he's rapping as if he is god yeah i he um, seems a little as far as like you said what how he introduces himself in interviews and like mm-hmm. Concert tickets over a hundred bucks for someone that I'm going to assume that I don't think most people have heard of. A, a group like the Newsboys, like they, they do shows where their, their tickets can be pricey, like not that pricey, but they can be pricey. But they also have been known to do a large number of free shows. I couldn't find hardly any talk about <laughs> Toby Mac doing free shows. Like DC Talk did some, but like I really I haven't found anything of Toby Mac giving a free show to anybody. Kevin Max does free shows in the most douchey way possible. Kevin Max is the the, the third guy in <laughs> uh, in DC Talk, right? And in the, in the Jesus Freak video, the one that we watched that we're, that we're supposed to be talking about, he's the one that looks like a Kurt Cobain impersonator. Like he's definitely trying to do a, a grunge thing. You listened to Jesus Freak, which came out in 1995, and it fits in with grunge, right? You listen to Irene, which came out in 2001, and it fits in with the Latin explosion. 2012, he put out Eye on It, uh, which is a dubstep album. Tommy Mac is really good at making- Jumping on trends. <laughs> yeah, making, making carbon copies of secular music, almost good enough that he can make the argument that he could be bigger if he wasn't singing about God. I don't think he did a, a Gangnam style one though. That'd be a little bit inappropriate. 
But what I was saying though, Kevin Max does live shows because Kevin Max lives in this like neighborhood in Franklin, Tennessee, that is like the, the least expensive house is a million dollars. There's a couple other has-been artists that live in this enclave of white people and they put on live shows even through covid at like the the gazebo in this town i think what helps toby max narrative is that so they went on in, on haiti this in 2000 the idea was that they were all putting out solo projects the year 2000 like 21 years ago yeah, 21 years ago, they were all, they went on hiatus, they're still on hiatus. Kevin Max routinely is saying in interviews and on social media, I want to get back together, DC Talk, let's do another tour. Michael Tate is watching interviews, I'd love to do another DC Talk album. And Toby Mac is always like, it's not the right time. All these guys put out their solo projects. 2001, Toby Max is the last one to drop. Tate came first. Tate's doesn't get a whole lot of interest, but like people are like, curious about him kevin max's like critics love it but like his record label is like this is not christian music and they dropped him after his one solo album and then he went and he joined a christian group called audio adrenaline kevin max is really in industrial alt rock he was just too creative for them interestingly enough toby mac had his own label still has his own label called goatee records which we've talked about because Mm -hmm. Ryan K was signed to Goatee Records. Neither Michael Tate nor Kevin Max were ever signed to that label. When when Kevin Max was dropped from his label, Goatee Records did not come call in. I think it helps Toby Max's narrative if they're not successful on their own. I think it, it helps him say, I was the star of DC Talk. I could be successful to a mainstream audience. You, you hear my music played in trailers. You hear my music at professional sorting events and professional wrestling events. You know that I could be a big hit. Oh man, this would be, this would be a good movie. It just <laughs> sounds like a lot of drama and tension with some Christian music sprinkled in. And if you listen to Tate's debut album and you listen to Kevin Max's solo album, which I've done, and I'm you sorry. listen to every DC Talk album, which I've also done, you realize Toby Mac's first solo album, Momentum, the, the kind of music sounds an awful lot like early DC Talk, the rap stuff, just like mm-hmm. so heavy hip hop. When you listen to Tate's first album, it sounds a lot like Jesus Freak, the album. Michael Tate heavily influenced that album. It's definitely his like style of music. And then like their next album, sounds just like Kevin Max's album. So it seems like that as the band went on, these backup guys, they wanted to have a say. They started putting their own spin on shit. The band, the group was still super successful and Toby Mac did not like it. So let's talk about Jesus Freak because that's what we're supposed to do and we're like way into this now and I don't think we've hardly mentioned it at all. I swear that I remember in school, like there was like a Jesus Freak Edition Bible or something, or oh, you know, they, t-shirts. This and just was like... this was a game-changing Christian song. They publicized the shit out of this song. They made a bunch of merchandise for this song. It it plays into this idea that like you can be Christian and that's a rebellious act. You can be a rebel just believe in God. The song, for people who haven't heard it, the song is about, like, what What if other people find out that I love Jesus? Once they propose that question, they immediately say, I don't care. I don't care if they label me a Jesus freak. That whole, like, I'm going to give up everything in the name of Christ. So this video has them in, like, a weird grungy warehouse. 
with like crucifixes. Kevin Max picks up this one cross and he's like yes, molesting he's this one just, cross. He's just like waving it around. It's like, yeah. okay, you found a wooden cross. I, I think it definitely looks like you could have like picked it up at Michael's. Uh, <laughs> like not painted. They didn't put any effort into it. No, it's. Um, and there's like a projector screen that's playing clips telling like a Christian persecution story. But a couple of the clips are like from about Nazi Germany. This is something that you see with DC Talk, what you see with some other Christian music artists is this idea crafting the narrative of mm-hmm. Nazi Germany as being like a specifically or explicitly like anti-Christian thing. Mm-hmm. That Christians were persecuted at the same kind of level that Jews were persecuted. And I'm not a, a historian of World War II or Nazi Germany or any of that. But I would just guess that like of the list of persecuted groups by the Nazis, Christian groups were pretty low. I will say, though, that like Quakers, which you could call a Christian denomination, they were highly persecuted in Nazi Germany. But Toby Max had, you know, some controversy in that, like, he has been accused by a bunch of different people of being a Satanist. I'm not talking about like somebody on YouTube says Toby Max is Satanist. I think you could find a video (laughs) of any celebrity being called a Satanist on YouTube. The reason why is of note is because Toby Mac has publicly denied being a Satanist on on at least three occasions had to publicly say, no, I am not a Satanist. (laughs) I just like eyeballs. DC Talk routinely used an eyeball in a lot of the promotional materials and on the cover of one album. One was Free at Last. So you can see the eyeball that people say is satanic. Free at Last is the album that came out directly before Jesus Free. People latched onto in the 90s and they were like, oh, it's an eyeball that's satanic. Toby Mac released uh, his dubstep album, Eye on It. There's a big eye on that album. The whole album covers just an eyeball. That controversy was reignited and fans complained, oh, this is some satanic shit right here. So Toby Mac's a satanist that has fooled Christians. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the verdict of this episode. If you're a Christian music fan and in the 90s and your parents won't let you listen to secular music that's popular in 1995 and you've, you've seen like snippets of music videos by like Nirvana, or if you're regularly watching MTV in 1995 and you watch this, you don't think this is a good music video. But like if you don't watch music videos on MTV in the 90s and you watch this music video, it's a pretty good 90s music video. <laughs> And TBN is telling you that it's not being played on MTV because it's too controversial because they're Christian. You would believe it. People get the chorus stuck in their head. That's something that you hear. I do as well. You're reading on internet comments a lot that people have. The chorus gets stuck in my head. But what would you do if people found out it was true, Marissa? (laughs) Just watching the video, which one is the biggest Jesus freak? Toby Mac. Because he has a giant cross. Yeah, yeah. Toby Mac, and and he calls himself the Jesus Freak. That's that's something that he calls himself in songs. Are you are you supposed to be humble? He's breaking all the the the, the deadly sins. Like, yeah, (laughs) he's so prideful. He is a a guy that puts out music in a similar vein to the contemporary music at the time. So you you watched the music video to Irene, and one of the few things that you said to me in a chat about that song is that you like the female singer. So I know who she is a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean, I know the one sentence I'm about to tell you. Joanna Valencia is the featured singer 
on the song Irene. And in a couple of interviews at the time, Toby Mac acknowledged her as Joetta Valencia because there was a lot of buzz around her voice. He identifies her as a 16 year old at the time in 2001, who was on a developmental deal with Goatee Records, put her on that song, and then she never made an album. That was the one and only song she did with Goatee Records. And to be fair, if, if you want to say like somebody has mainstream talent that's in that song, it's her, it's not him. I don't want to try to make him uh, to be like the big evil in Christian music. Because I think that there's a lot of Christians, music industry folks that are evil. I mean, I would I just probably think, say in the music industry in general, like taking advantage of people. Sure. And... I, I think that it's notable with the Christian music, contemporary Christian music, because they're supposed to be about the opposite of that. Irene, not a song that got a lot of play on Christian radio, though. I think, yeah, I mean, he's not a great rapper. He's got the soul patch going, which... So, yeah, uh, between, between Jesus Freak and Momentum... Uh, so he has a goatee in Jesus Freak, but it's really wispy and it's the full chin. By the time he releases his, his solo album, it is straight brown soul patch. It's become like his iconic symbol. That's why his label's called Goatee. He was in, uh... he, had, he had he had a a side project called the Goatee Brothers, where he rapped with another guy with a goatee. Oh my God! Stop. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, he talks about his goatee in, in some of his, his songs. <sighs> He's very proud of that little soul badge. You, you see him being this like musical chameleon with Irene. Probably, I think that's the best example because the way he presents himself in that video, he looks like he is auditioning to be the front man for Matchbox 20 or something. Like, like that. It's very sign of the times. Like it is yeah. very early 2000s. The whole yeah. look. And then with that Latin rhythm behind him. Yeah, it's got like a Spanish guitar. I know this episode's all over the place, but it's because Toby Mac is all the fuck over the place. (laughs) I don't think he'll ever betray his fan base. I think he will always stay a bankable Christian artist because he's seen too many other people fail. He knows that he can walk that tightrope and he can just cash in on it. The music that he makes will play on Christian radio, whether or not it has an explicitly Christian message, unless he talks about teenage pregnancy, like he does in Irene, which I think is the big reason why that song didn't play. I think that as he, I think that's part of the reason why he he shifted is you listen to Momentum and he's, it's, it's a lot of like heavy faith-based stuff and like examining Christianity. And some of it's actually really good in terms of, not, not in terms of music, right? But in terms of message, uh, equality, like racial equality that he talks about, like gender mm-hmm. equality, he talks about that. Like Irene is talking like a teenage woman being pregnant and, you know, not getting the support she needs, right? Now his answer is that God will support her, which I'm not saying is a great message. On that album, he's not sugarcoating Christianity and making his Christian fans think that they're great for just being Christians. And it wasn't as big of a hit as I think he, he knew he was capable of. I think he stayed in the non-secular space, but secularized his music. And he knows that as long as he doesn't say anything that challenges their beliefs in any way, he can make a Pitbull style album (laughs) and and call it Christian music. I mean, tonight almost is there. Showstopper is just short short of being a a Pitbull style song. It just, he needs to just go a little more worldwide with it. 
I, I, I listened to an interview that Toby Mac did about that song, Showstopper. He said, he, he described it as being like delightfully obnoxious. I, I, I watched this interview specifically because I wanted to hear him try to connect this song to Christianity and he doesn't. He says he is the showstopper, that he likes the feeling when he walks on stage and the audience, all the attention is on him. And that's what the song's about. He can just put out a song and play it on Christian radio and he can sing about a chicken wing and people buy it at this point because he's he's the guy, he's the goat. He is the Tom Brady of Christian music. Tom, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl for the like 14th time. Uh, it's probably the equivalent number of double words that Toby Mac has. <laughs> Toby, Toby Mac has a lot of double words. He has a, a few Grammys, but he has a lot of double words. What is a double word equivalent to a Grammy? Is like, it's like 10 doves equivalent to like half a Grammy. So 20 doves is one Grammy. Ooh, I think, tw- I think two Grammys is worth one double word. Ooh. I think a double word is probably more valuable because it's blessed by God. You think it's made out of gold that you could melt it down and sell it? What if you took up a bunch of uh, devil words and you melted them down and you made a golden calf? <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be a great artistic statement. <laughs> I don't think they're. I don't think they're gold. They're probably just like that <laughs> spray painted plastic. They're they're like chocolate coins. Yeah, like you unwrap it and it's just like chocolate, like shitty Palmer's chocolate. <laughs> when I feel like hating myself, I eat Palmer's chocolate. Tip to all the listeners out there, if you're feeling really depressed about yourself, go to Winco. They have Palmer's chocolate in bulk for like $2 a pound. Get yourself whatever season it is. This sounds like something that like (laughs) potentially has happened in real life with one of the people on this podcast. Whatever whatever season it is, Palmer's got a candy for you. They got Halloween. They got Christmas. They got Easter. It's shitty chocolate and it will, it pairs really well with tears. What you should do for Halloween is just get a bunch of Palmer's chocolate, hand it out to kids and ruin their childhood. <laughs> but have it be like Easter chocolate and you're giving it out like, <laughs> it's like Halloween. This is hella old. Yeah, they're like little pink and green eggs. Oh. <laughs> like A lot of plugs for uh, Palmer's chocolate. Yeah, we really stayed on topic with this one. Please, um, please fund our podcast, Palmer's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I think you- that we talked way more about other things than Jesus freak the video i think we talked a lot about toby mac which is what i really wanted to do i mean this is Um, your passion project uh colin my friend if you're listening if you decided to tune in this episode is for you toby mac really really does exactly what i say he does which is he appeals to a wider audience so that he can exploit christians (laughs) whiter or whiter (laughs) yes if you just listen to the way he raps too you get that he like really wants to fit in with that hip hop culture. He knows he really can't, which is why he stays to Christian music. Like he knows he can't cut it with the white and black rappers that are actually good. And that's what he loves. He loves rapping. And the only way he can make money off of it is to trick uh, unsuspecting Christians into thinking it's actually good. Yeah. And that's a rap. There you go. Unlike what Toby Mac does. Oh, but I'm. Oh.